Money FM 89.3, the best of the breakfast huddle. The Bigger Picture, only on Money FM 89.3. Welcome to The Bigger Picture. Well, looking at what's playing out in the morning so far for markets, is looking quite mixed and muted. And this tracks a rather negative session overnight on Wall Street. And we have US stocks closing lower again for a third straight session. Investors weighing mixed signals on the strength of the US economy and digesting another round of corporate earnings reports. And this all ahead of a Federal policy meeting coming up in early February. So overnight, we saw the Dow Jones Industrial Average lose 250 points or 0.8%. That is pretty much seeing it give up all its gains from the New Year's rally. So a bit of unwinding after a strong start. And S&P 500 was down 0.8%. And you have the Nasdaq Composite down 1% last night. So that is interesting to see if investors will perhaps flock elsewhere. Perhaps the Singapore markets could be favoured here. And we are going to unpack this all with Shikha Jaswal. He is the Head of Equities Research for RHB Singapore. Morning, Shikha. Happy Friday. Morning, Ryan. Happy Chinese New Year to you in advance. Yes, thank you very much, Shikha. Now, let's talk about what's coming up. And you have your eye on an STI Straits Times Index target, 3,440. We are now at 3,276. So walk us through what's driving this optimism. Right. So, you know, we're looking at EPS growth. Singapore had been an outperformer in 2022. Uh, the only other Asian market which came close was probably Indonesia and India. This year, given that we are expecting economic growth to slow down, obviously the EPS growth will also taper down. On a full year basis, we're looking at growth at about 12% compared to high double digits last year and about 8% for 2024. So, you know, when you look at the year end target, we're actually looking at 2024 EPS and factoring in these two growth rates, we think, you know, index will be somewhere trading around 11 and a half times forward P and that gives us a target of 3440. So, you know, what, what drives this positive optimism is obviously growth on EPS, which is pretty much supported by banks right now because 40% of the index is the three banks. And they are expected to deliver solid results in 2023. Yeah, Shekhar, we are looking at a very interesting picture ahead. And you mentioned banks because that is, like as you point out, a big weightage of the SCI. And SCI is up 0.8% year to date. So showing some resiliency so far. And we have a couple of factors to consider. One is the China reopening factor. Another is rising rates. And everyone is now a bit more jittery around a recession. That could mean you know, people holding back on taking up loans. So with all these factors coming together, how do you see them playing out for banks? Right. I mean, let me just highlight what our house view here is on the macro. We do think that, you know, the global monetary tightening cycle is close to the peaking. We're expecting terminal U.S. Fed fund rate to be forecasted to peak at around 5 to 5.25% this year itself. And our house view here also is that U.S. will probably avoid a recession, and especially a deep recession, with strong recovery in economic growth in the second half of 2023. Now, keeping that in mind, we look back at how the banks have performed. So, obviously, you're looking at banking sector ROE to improve from about 14% this year from about 12% last year. And the net profit growth is going to be a healthy 20% for the whole sector. We do realize that there has been a very stiff competition on the deposit front. Banks are trying to show up their deposit base. And the loan growth is tapering off. And the last two months data wasn't really encouraging. But, you know, the tailwinds from these rate hikes that we've seen in the second half of 2022 and what we're probably going to see in the first half of 2023 
would mean that you know earnings growth will come through. I mean, even if you look at banks, you know, we still think they're trading at very modest valuations compared to the historical, and the yields are also quite interesting. You look at DBS and OCBC yielding close to about five percent and five percent plus. So you think you know banks is one place where you can park in money for resilience in 2023. Yeah, I'm just looking at the latest earnings season coming through from the US banks and some of them sounded more cautious, setting aside more buffer for bad loans. Is it a different picture here? Well, we've been more cautious compared to the US banks. We have learned our lessons and if you look at the banks in 2008 global financial crisis, since then till now, the balance sheet is much stronger. We've been more prudent in looking at growing our loan book and the exposures are much better compared to the past. And if you remember last year's MAS study where they did try to do a stress test on the banking system and they realized even if we hit worst case scenario, we don't expect any of the banks to blow up. So, you know, we've done a fairly decent job here in Singapore. The banks are much more healthy compared to the past. And even if we do expect some moderation in loan growth, which is what the banks are guiding for anyways, we still think earnings will come through. All right, topic for banks, Ashika, what do you have? Uh, we have DBS and OCBC are topics. Although we have a buy on all the three, our preference is DBS and OCBC over you. Okay, let's turn attention to the manufacturing sector. We've seen we have a slowdown in recent indicators. How bad is it for you when you look at the numbers and how will it affect the companies for the Singapore markets? Sure. So, you know, for the external facing sectors in Singapore, especially trade and manufacturing, we do expect, you know, the outlook will remain lackluster, especially given that we have global growth headwinds coming through especially in the first half of 2023. But we do expect a very strong recovery to come in in the second half, obviously when we have a much more clearer picture on economic recovery and also the fact that we'll have a low base effect from second half of 2022. Uh, on a full-year basis, we are looking at NODX to be just positive growth at about 1%, and this is pretty much in line with what the government is guiding for. And the manufacturing growth should be anywhere between 0 to 2%. What this means is for the companies listed here, the first half is going to be tough. Investors are going to mm. probably sit on the sidelines looking for indicators suggesting that things have turned around before they buy into these stocks. We think interest would probably come back into the second quarter when we see more clarity on the interest rate outlook, especially and the global growth outlook. Yeah, one thing to watch out for is the headlines around layoffs that's been playing out in the tech sector in the US. We've seen many, Microsoft the latest, 10,000 jobs, uh, Amazon 18,000 jobs, and all this around how they are citing a drop in demand in the tech space. Is that going to affect the tech sector here in Singapore when it comes to electronics, for example? Well, obviously, we are seeing some pain. Uh, if you look at uh, the way earnings estimates have been downgraded, we have seen downgrades for a few, quite a few small cap names here. But we are staying optimistic on the second half. So, that, I mean, we probably be a slightly different view from the consensus, but we are holding our breath and waiting to see another two quarters before we can get into the tech space again. All right, Shika, let's take a step back and look at how you are approaching 2023. What's the takeaways that investors should be you know, looking at more closely as they approach the rest of the year? Sure. So, you know, at the start of the year, it, it's very difficult to look beyond six months at any given point in time. Even the best analysts can't really forecast for a longer period. But uh, taking six months, we, you know, we do think volatility will be around. There'll be some concerns on the macro front. So it will be good for investors to you know, balance your portfolio have a healthy mix of companies that are going to give you either dividends or the earnings resilience for the first half. And then also it's selectively positioned on the reopening trade where we think for specifically in Singapore, the reopening of China borders and more tourist arrivals would definitely benefit. So we've actually chalked out four key large themes on where you can play between defensive and the reopening opportunities. Uh, the simplest one is banks, obviously, because of the earnings resilience. So DBS and OCBC are our two picks there. In terms of earnings resilience and defensive DPS, uh, you can look at Shengxiong, where we're still going to buy our groceries. ST Engineering, which has held up its dividend 
across cycles and Wilma, which will continue to deliver strong earnings. On the read front, we think, you know, it's going to be a story of two halves. The first half, you want to stick with defensives where you think you want to ensure your DPU comes through. And second half, you start positioning into the reopening trade where we have more clarity on the interest rate outlook. For the first half, we think industrial leads are your best bet where you can buy into AIMS, APAC, REIT, Capital Land Ascender Street, and yes, our logo street. And then coming to the uh, option of reopening, where we think stocks like Comfort Delgro, Dairy Farm, Raffles Medical, High Beverage for that matter, and Singtel will be good proxies to buy into the China reopening story. Yeah, interesting one to watch out for when it comes to REITs. Last year was one of the worst ones for Street, so hopefully second half will be better for REITs. So that's the takeaways for investors to watch out for as we approach the rest of the year. We've been chatting with Shekhar Jaswal. He is the head of equities research for RHB Singapore. Shekhar, thanks for your time this morning and have a great long weekend in advance. Thank you, Ryan. Wish you the same. Before acting on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.